He thinks his range is 50 yards. Hasselbeck, Tank Johnson with the sack. Live from the BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, you're tuned in to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. There you go. Tank Johnson sitting on set live with us now. Going back, I found that highlight for you. And Fox then, Let's and go. as Ryan said when you sat down, he said, you made me a lot of money back in 2005. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. I'm a huge fan, oh. man. From Chicago, uh, <laughs> 2005, Baltimore Ravens. He had eight tackles in that game, two sacks. Legend. Well, I'm Tank Williams. Tank Johnson was the ones with the guns. Yeah. I was with the Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah Tank, yeah. Tank. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, so it's uh, that is true. So how it's got to be weird as a former NFL player to to sit here and like know that we have a Super Bowl in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like just everything has changed so much with with just this whole landscape now. Yeah, but you can see it kind of transitioning as well because mm-hmm. I remember during my playing days, a lot of my buddies would hit me up when we had these big games and say, "Hey, how do you feel about your defense playing against this offense?" And they wanted to get fantasy tips from me. And so you see the way that fantasy has started to become really big. Everyone is involved in fantasy. And now gambling, the NFL is, you know, intertwined with gambling. So I think this transition has been on its way for a long time. But now we're finally here. The NFL is in Vegas. This is one of the best places to have a game because people like to come out here and show out for the whole weekend. Yes. It's star-studded, man. It's like a whole thing. Vegas could be the location for the Super Bowl pretty much every year. You know, really should. In, in your estimation as a, a defensive player, like how do you think Brock Purdy is going to handle the pressure that the Chiefs are going to bring, which is a ton, right? And yeah. is, is his legs like the panacea or the, like the solution to that? He would definitely use his legs because what I see Spags doing is this. He loves to blitz. He loves to show you one thing before the snap and then roll into a different coverage. And I think when you look at Brock Purdy over the past few weeks, he's had a couple throws where it may get away from him. And actually, some of those passes should have been intercepted, but he's either broken up by one of the wide receivers or like the play to Brandon Ayuk where he bounced off the defensive back's helmet and then Brandon Ayuk catches the ball. But I think Spags is going to try to mix it up, make Purdy a little bit indecisive. And if he can do that and just steal one or two possessions and get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, that's the way the Chiefs want to play this game against the 49ers. What are you seeing when you watch the 49ers defensive line? Because obviously Nick Bosa, one of the better pass rushers in the league, just didn't have the type of season that he had last year. Seeing more double teams, they make the move, go out and get Chase Young. Um, but the pass rush has kind of been like non-existent the last couple yeah. weeks for San Francisco. Yeah, what are you seeing from them? That's been one of the big struggles. If you look at the 49ers defense, even in the past, they've been known to give up splash plays, especially in the slot. Yeah. And when you look at them this year, even though they traded for Chase Young, they really haven't generated that pass rush. And so it's left the linebackers and the defensive backs exposed. Yeah. And so when you look at the way that the Chiefs want to attack this, I don't know why the hell Baltimore didn't run the ball more. When you saw the way that Josh Allen, yep. Ty yeah. Johnson, mm-hmm. right. everybody in their yeah. mama in the Buffalo backfield yeah. ran the ball against the Chiefs. Yeah. And for some reason, the Baltimore Ravens don't want to run the rock. Trust me, Andy Reid will be stubborn with the run. Mm-hmm. Pacheco is going to tote that thing. And if he's effective, then that's when you're going to see Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and all these guys get busy. Because if you look at this Niners defense in the past as well, Trey McBride had a big game with yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. You saw Sam Laporta. And Amon mm-hmm. Ross St. Brown have games. And so there are some ways that you can see the Chiefs getting busy against this Niners defense if they can't generate the pass rush. Yeah. One of the main things I wanted to ask you about was Chase Young because he comes over, he's supposed to be there to really help out Bosa from getting double teams. And he just he had a couple of good games, but it feels like maybe it's a work ethic thing. It's been a little bit lackadaisical. Like, yeah. what do you see when you watch him off them? I think he just needs to turn it up a notch. I mean, you know that he has all the athleticism in the world. It just seems like. 
you always hear people talk about having that dog mentality but i mean really you have to live that you have to breathe that that needs to be your identity if you're gonna go out there and be one of the best players in the league like he has the talent wise but he just hasn't flipped that switch to where he plays with that consistency on a regular basis and until he does I mean, he's going to get outshined by some of the guys like Nick Bosa and everyone else in the league, and it's going to be a detriment to that 49ers defense because you see people running the ball right at them. Right yeah. You at see him. people being able to throw the ball downfield because they don't feel stressed, they don't feel pressure. And so I think Chase Young is going to be one of these guys specifically on this 49ers defense that needs to step up if they're going to win this game. You feel like that Kansas City secondary is still underrated, like Snead? Uh, it shouldn't those, be by now. Right? I mean, those young guys stepped up last year, and they beat a really good Philadelphia Eagles offense. Yeah. And they've been playing good ball throughout this season. Now, I understand that they took a little bit of a skid in the middle of the season yeah. where, you know, everyone, like, goes – like, everything goes in waves. Yeah. And so they were playing really good ball at the beginning, had a little bit of a slump, and now they're playing their best ball here late. And they gave up some plays to Zay Flowers, but look at LeJarrius Sneed where in crunch time, when you need it, he punches the ball out as Zay Flowers is going across the end yeah. zone. Those are guys that are playing into the whistle. That's what the 49ers need from Chase Young. You play to the whistle because most people would have given up on that play. Zay Flowers would have had a touchdown. Yeah. They knocked the ball out, and that's a game-changing play. Yeah. What does it say about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid that with all of the issues they had with that wide receiver core this year, that they're still here and that offense is just still humming along? I think it really speaks to what they have in that locker room. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a close blind bond to where on a lot of teams, when MVS, Marquise Valdez-Scantlin, when he drops those balls midseason, some of those players will be like, uh, like, nah, we can't ride with you, man. You costing us games. You may cost us a spot in the playoffs. They always embrace him and say like, hey, we're going to need you down the stretch. And look at it. In that Buffalo game, the first series coming out of halftime, he is Marquise, Marquise Valdez-Scantlin on the sideline, big yep. play. They have the big play against the Baltimore Ravens where they sealed the deal. That's leaning on those guys saying, like, hey, we need to keep your trust. We need to keep your belief in you because we're going to need you down the stretch. But it's just not words that they're saying. They actually mean it. And when it materializes between those white lines, that brings that team closer together. And I believe they're carrying a lot of momentum in that respect into the Super Bowl. You like this as a low-scoring game given the fact that the Chiefs have – you know, one of the best defenses in the league, specifically second-half unders have been hitting like crazy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Chiefs didn't even score last half uh, against the Ravens. So that's interesting, though, because the reason I feel the Chiefs didn't score against the Ravens a lot in the second quarter is because they didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Their defense was playing so well. Baltimore was turning the ball over, even though they were moving the ball effectively. Where Patrick Mahomes had this quote where he said, Tom Brady used to morph into a different type of player with each team that he played with. Yeah. And because his defense was playing so well, he didn't want to get too far outside himself playing against a really good Baltimore defense that ratcheted down in the second half. He wasn't going to risk a turnover, so he just kept it tight and leaned on this defense. Yeah. Now, say, for example, if you're playing against the San Francisco 49ers and you have more opportunities where they've shown that they've let people run the ball and throw the ball effectively, I feel like we can see them generate a few more points in the second half than what we saw mm. against the Baltimore Ravens. I try not to be like hot take guy, but I got to ask you, because right, uh, you spent a year in New England, right? So you've obviously t seen Tom Brady. Is Patrick Mahomes the greatest of all time, or does he still have to? I mean, I know we're talking rings, right? I don't think Brady's. I knew you were going to do this. Ring culture. I, knew you were yeah. do I mean, let's say, let's say Mahomes finishes with three. Would you still consider him the greatest of all time? I test. I mean, I don't like the deal in absolutes. I would say that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time just because I've seen how he's morphed from being a guy that leaned on this defense to being a guy who really didn't have the weapons around him and still excel yeah. to being a guy that had Gronk and Randy Moss and then just blow it out and set all kind of records in the league. Yeah. I believe Patrick Mahomes is probably the most talented quarterback that we've seen to date uh, in a different way than Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. is. Yeah. 
Um, and I think if he ends up getting a bunch of rings, then he'll definitely be in the conversation. But it's entirely too soon to say that Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady can, right now. Can I ask you one more follow-up? I'm a big Lamar guy, and I was having this conversation the other night at dinner. People calling, like saying that Lamar just might not be a gamer. Ugh. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Lamar guy. What are your thoughts on him, though? I believe that they got too they got away from the run too fast yeah. in that Chiefs game. Yeah. Like so this is the mentality because psych, like it's, it's psychological. So the Chiefs deferred, so Baltimore mm. got the ball first. They go three and out. Yeah. Chiefs get the ball, drive straight down the field and score. Yeah. Baltimore's like, "Okay, we need to respond." So they drove down the field and got a touchdown. Chiefs went right back down and got 14-7. Offense coordinator thinking this say like, "Hey, we're not going to be able to slow down these Chiefs, so we need to match them point for point." Yeah. And then he got pass heavy. There was no reason for him not to run the ball effectively with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Lamar Jackson. So I think it was more detriment to play calling yeah. and getting out of their rhythm versus like Lamar not being a gamer in the AFC Conference Championship. Yeah, and if you look at what Lamar does best, he runs off tackle, averages yeah. six yards yeah. off tackle, and that's where you could attack that KC defense. So I just had no idea what they were doing in oh. that game. Feels like Lamar just keeps getting put into situations where his coordinators are not putting him in the situation to succeed. They want him to do more than really what he's the best at. Yeah, I mean, I think the the game got away from the coordinator a little bit, and at the same time, some plays got away from Lamar. Like, when he threw the interception late in the game, even though you could say it was possibly pass interference, that was a bad ball. He shouldn't yeah. have thrown into that triple coverage. Yeah. But at the same time, as poorly as the Ravens played on offense in the second half, if it wasn't for the Zay Flowers fumbling to the end zone, if it wasn't right for that late interception, they're right there in the game, yeah. which shows yeah. you like how really like how good that Baltimore Ravens team is and how close they are to taking that next step and making it to a Super Bowl. Now, this I'm going to ask, but it's kind of asking you to get into someone's head, so I know we can't really predict it. But well, I like to do that. Though. Okay, all right, then, that's <laughs> yeah. then, then you know what? Then you'll be able to play along just fine with this. Do you think that Lamar Jackson, knowing that the outside narrative about him not being able to get that team to the Super Bowl and success in the playoffs, do you think that that affected him at all in that game? I don't believe it affected him in mm -hmm. the game. I think what affected him in the game is that he was playing against a really good defense. It got to a setting where he had to be pass heavy. And even though he can do that type of thing, he needs to do it on his terms. Like when he was in that game against the Miami Dolphins where he's running the ball effectively, it's a close kind of back and forth game. Defense is a little bit more lax than what you're dealing with with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's his perfect environment. But when you're playing against Spags that's showing you one thing and giving you another, where every possession, every play is like important, the most important in the game, I think once they had a few bad plays and it stacked up on them, then he felt a little bit of pressure. But it wasn't the pressure from, like, the outside world. It was the pressure of saying, like, hey, I have a really good defense. I have these balls with me. Like, this is probably my best opportunity right now yeah. to beat Patrick Mahomes. And so he presses a little bit. I think that's why he throws that pick into triple coverage. So I think that's more to it versus, like, him feeling the pressure of people saying, like, oh, he's a running back playing quarterback or, yeah. or all these other narratives that out there that I feel is just straight BS. You mentioned that, like, he felt like, oh, okay, that's the best chance I have to succeed against Patrick Mahomes. Felt like that kind of happened to Josh Allen as well when you had Stephon Diggs wide open underneath second and nine and third and nine, and he went into the end zone two times in a row. You feel like that was kind of the same situation? I think that's a little bit different. Because I usually give Josh Allen some, you know, a little bit of crap here and on him. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like he earns it sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. that was the thing. Like, when he was up for the MVP uh, at the latter part of the season, I was like, how could this be an MVP season for Josh Allen? When I remember the early and mid part of the season, he was always in front of a microphone like I am right now with this look on his face because there were interceptions where he cost his team a win. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that he's not a phenomenal player. Not saying that... He, he didn't will his team to a bunch of victories, but I didn't think that this was an MVP 
caliber season for Josh Allen. Now spin it back to that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. He played phenomenal ball. Yeah, he did. With his legs, with his arm. Like before I talk about him not throwing the digs on the crosser, I'm gonna talk about digs dropping that ball yeah. deep yeah. down the field. I'm gonna talk about I, I can't remember which wide receiver it was on the drive before that that dropped the deep ball. Yeah. I'm not I'm gonna talk about the offensive lineman Dawkins who gets pushed up into his lap. And if the lineman isn't in his lap, he connects on the touchdown on that throw where he yeah. could have thrown the digs right there. So I usually give Josh Allen a little bit of flack, but I think he played phenomenal ball and did everything it took for his team to win. It was just he needed some guys to step up around him. Yeah. And a lot of times when we see Diggs saying, like, hey, I need to get the ball and this and that, and I'm a big Diggs fan, like, I feel like some of his players who are the top playmakers kind of let him down in that game. I agree. All right, let's get back to the, uh, the big game, Super Bowl, coming up on Sunday. Who do you like in the game? We need a prediction. All right, you're going to put me on the spot. I'm yeah. going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs okay. for the given That's fact that I like what Brock Purdy does. I still feel that Spags is going to have some stuff in his bag where he's going to try to confuse him. And if he can turn Purdy over once or twice, I think that may be the difference in the game. But what I feel is that Kyle Shanahan has a lot of trust in his quarterback, but it's going to be a McCaffrey game. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a McCaffrey game. Yeah. If you saw the way that Ty Johnson was running on the field, yeah. if you saw the way that Josh Allen was running over the Chiefs, if you saw the way that Cook was running on those guys like McCaffrey should have 120 something rushing yards he's going to be effective in the past game and then he should be strategic taking his shots downfield to Debo Samuel and to uh, my man Brandon Ayuk and if they can do that then that falls into the Niners game plan but if the Chiefs can control the clock get a couple turnovers and then be strategic with mm -hmm. the way they're using Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey yeah then I feel they're going to pull out with the win and that's what I'm anticipating the Chiefs we still got about two minutes here Brock Purdy what do you think of him as a quarterback I think Purdy is a good player. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, do I think he was the MVP of the league this year? No. Yeah. Do I think he's the MVP on that team? No. I think Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of the team. At the same time, when Debo and Trent Williams went out, that's when they went on their three-game skid. Mm -hmm. So I look at it more like this. Like, McCaffrey is the engine that makes everything go. Purdy drives the car. But if you don't have Debo, if you don't have Trent Williams, you ain't got no gas in the car. <laughs> so, I mean, there's different things that make it go. Now, when everything is working together, then that car is humming. And so that's what it's going to take for Brock Purdy to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. He needs everything working in his favor. And if it is, then he's going to pilot that car to new heights. And I feel very confident in the Niners being able to move the ball against the Chiefs. But that's going to be a tall task against Spags. Yeah, that's interesting. For MVP then, Super Bowl MVP, is it Patrick Mahomes' award just to lose? It's as easy as that? It's crazy to me that Mahomes is the favorite for the MVP, even though the Niners are the favorite. I thought the, the same thing. It's right. wild. But, yeah. but it's wild, but yeah. I guess it's because people are saying that, hey, more than likely if the Niners win, McCaffrey's going to have a big game. And mm -hmm. if McCaffrey has a big game, he's likely going to win the MVP. Yeah. And I see Kyle Shanahan leaning heavily on McCaffrey just to try to take some of that pressure over Brock Purdy, even though he trusts him to death. You don't want to have a young quarterback exposed in the biggest game of his life and have a turnover and then everything kind of spirals downhill. So that's why if you're trying to pick Super Bowl favorites, if you think the Niners are going to win, more than likely it's McCaffrey. And if you think it's the Chiefs, then it's going to be my man Patrick Mahomes. I mean, McCaffrey has just been absolutely incredible where it's like Kyle Shanahan just doesn't even want to abandon the run. Even if, like, against the Lions, we thought why? maybe that's going to be tough. And then he's just like, yeah, yeah you just yeah. don't. Why? Just give the ball to run CMC, baby. It's just, you know what? Five and a half yards, I think, is his rushing uh, uh, prop. I saw that 90 and a half. Yeah, yeah whatever it, it is, up. bang the yeah. whole Every Right. It, just, it doesn't matter every single time. And this is why running backs need more respect in the NFL, yeah. He's He's only one example of a lot of them. Tank Williams, really appreciate the time. Thanks Thank so you much, for man. coming on. Thanks so much. Man. Right. Good MGM tonight.